Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jealousy is just not green. Yeah. It's a yeah. rainbow. Do you get what I mean? Like it's, a, it's actually a rainbow mm-hmm. of different colors and emotions. There's your insecurity yeah. there's what you feel like you lack yeah there's um what you feel like that tells you about yourself mm-hmm. there's also a sometimes a deep sadness and a grieving and a disappointment yeah like i think especially for like minoritized groups or groups that have um experienced some kind of marginalization from society there is this sense of scarcity and i think for women there's competition because there's a feeling that not everybody can succeed at Absolutely. that particular level right you've prayed with this person and now they've got what you guys were praying for and it kind of triggered in my mind that sometimes our prayers are conditional right mm. which is god bless my friend only if you bless me That's first good. yeah 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 hello and welcome to the two my sisters podcast i'm courtney and i'm renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the two my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters around the world and in today's episode we're going to be talking about keeping up with the joneses Mm. carrying on with the theme of last week's episode where we were we were diving deep into our friendship and talking about some of the hurdles that can come up as a result of being long-term besties I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to touch base on comparison, jealousy, and kind of just go deep into it, especially because it's something that the girlies have been going through time after time after time. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about Let's today. Talk about it. But before we do that, we of course have got some housekeeping. Yes, we do. First of all, again, a major, major thank you. Guys, we are recording this in advance, mm-hmm. but the tickets for the south africa live show sold out sold out baby and guys we are just so overwhelmed and so over the moon and we are so thankful for every single person that bought a ticket not just bought a ticket but also bought a ticket for a sister because the way some of you are copying like four or five tickets (laughs) at the same time they said we're bringing the whole gang beautiful to see so thank you from the bottom of our hearts and a major major thank you to sorted chalet the entire team specific shout outs to vedette edwina you guys have been holding it down and we are super excited for this experience by this time you might be seeing some vlogs some videos some pictures (laughs) and i trust and believe that the girls are having a good time in south africa so shout out to all of our south africa sisters as well that are coming to the retreat and the live show yes and our book came out on the first of february if you are not in the loop we released a paperback version of to my sisters a guide to building lifelong friendships which actually now has a new title hello somebody unlocking the power Mm -hmm. of female friendships because it's important it's powerful and so if you haven't checked that out already it is available at all major retailers of books as well as amazon i'm screaming she said oh everywhere everywhere that you want to get it get it the power (laughs) i was thinking of like a gospel song when you said that i was like the power the glory Mm -hmm. um all of that jazz so please please support your girls get a copy of that paperback Mm -hmm. galentine's is coming around so if you want to gift somebody special 
why not? Or even if you are a guy that is secretly listening to this and you have a girl that's on your agenda, what better way of surprising her for Valentine's Day than giving her a copy of our book to a show that you're, gift. you're down with the girls. For real, for real. It's a good you're advice. glowing and growing too. Good advice. Um, so definitely support your girls, get a copy of the book. Yeah. We love you. Thank you to everybody that has gotten a copy of that hardback. Listen, we love you guys. And it shows, it shows that you love us. So we appreciate you so, for so real. much. For real. I think that's it for the housekeeping. Yeah. Without further ado, let's jump into the ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Because a sister is in need. Alrighty. Hey, sisters. Hey, sweetie. I hope you're both shining well in God's grace. Oh, we're trying. It can never... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it can never be said enough times how world changing your work is for us women. Thank you. My dilemma is the absence of fulfilling friendships. Mm-hmm. For context, I used to belong to a friendship group in secondary school. We grew up together and have many wonderful idyllic memories and experiences. Mm-hmm. In short, I felt so complete and fulfilled when I was with them. My life was abound with joy, love and energy. Unfortunately, this friendship ended at the start of university. Our friendship became toxic and I outgrew them. They would make insensitive, harsh comments and I didn't feel celebrated or appreciated. After many instances of forgiveness and futile attempts of reconciliation, our friendship ended for good. I understand why God removed them and I did meet much better friends at university, but no one seems to come close to them. No one else can generate the same comfort that homegirls can. It's hard to form a similar intimacy with anyone else. Looking around me, it seems like everyone else's home friends survived time. So I feel alone in this issue. There's something so cosmic about a friendship where you have grown together across a number of years and places. The absence of this leaves me so dispirited. I'm scared that I'll never feel as fulfilled with anyone else than I did with them. Is it possible to find a friendship that can reach the same depths this despite not sharing a deep history. I'd love to hear your thoughts and advice. Thank you so much. With so much love, a sister in yearning. Oh, that's such a good dilemma. I think a lot of people can actually relate. Though you said that the people that you have around you seem to have maintained those friendships that have a long history. I actually think a lot of us can relate to the fact that not every relationship, say from our childhood or high school, actually survives transitioning into that kind of adult stage of life, whether it be going to university slash college or um, just moving into adulthood, like work life. Um, And so you're definitely not alone in this fact. However, I think you need to stop putting such a high expectation on the new um, relationships that you come across. It's very hard to replicate something. No matter what, the people that you meet are not going to be your friends from high school. They're going to have to build new memories. You can't try and recreate what was. You just have to hold on to the fond memories that existed. Um, And if you are really longing for those friendships, it's not just I guess the intimacy, it could be specific to those friends. And so I would say, I know you probably have tried to reconcile, but if there is another shot at reconciling, just let your friends know in all vulnerability, I actually miss you guys. Like I miss the dynamic that we had. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but it just feels like nothing else basically compares. Um, And I would really love for us to just try to be friends and show up for them and see if you know there is an opportunity for you to build that intimacy again starting maybe from scratch obviously you can't act like nothing has happened so you know just try and show up here and there and then see if it progresses to being another intimate relationship but I would say the reason why you're probably feeling very disappointed is because it feels like just nothing compares to what you used to have and I'm sorry to say 
everything else may not be the exact same, it will be different. And that's not to say you can't cultivate the same level of intimacy with a new person. However, it's not going to happen straight away, um, but it's definitely not impossible. And also it's not going to look the exact same. They're not gonna banter like your old friends bantered, but they may have a different kind of humor, which is altogether funny. Do you get what I mean? To the same level of intimacy. So I think build new memories with people that you can build intimate relationships on. Give yourself the chance to actually go out with them, do new things with them, which allow you to reminisce on the life that you're building or the friendship that you're building with them treat them like individuals and don't project the oh but my old friends used to do this okay but they're not your old friends they are new people and this is a new friendship so I would say hold on to the fond memories you have with your old friends if you can rebuild that bridge then rebuild that bridge but with your new friends, realize that you're working from scratch and you only really get out what you put in. And if you feel like you're resisting putting in a lot because you're kind of like, I wish I was with my old friends, it kind of makes sense why you're not building that intimacy. Like imagine if you were in a romantic relationship and your partner kept coming to you like, me and my ex used to do this, me and my ex used to do that, or me and my ex were like this. It's gonna be really hard for them to build a relationship with you. And so I think treat your new friendships like that as well. Like it's a new slate, these are new people and they can show themselves to you in different ways. I do understand that finding really, really good tight friends sometimes takes time. Like it, it really does. Let's just be very honest. Um, however, it's not impossible. There are people out there who can give you that same level of intimacy. You just need to give them a fresh chance. That's what I would say. How about you? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I think it's the pragmatism, right? Of you have a specific dynamic that you've really enjoyed with your old friends, but now you're kind of caught in a situation where those friendships have either broken off or you feel that you cannot pursue them anymore at this particular juncture. And I think it's very important to recognize that and reckon with that and acknowledge that you will be starting afresh either in old friendships or in new friendships. And that can be tough. And whilst it's nice to have that old dynamic and it's nice to kind of reminisce on those old times I think it's also worth pondering upon what has actually caused these friendships to really break up and what has caused um you to think or believe that God has really called you has really called you to remove yourself from that situation I think it can be very easy to romanticize the good times while also being quite sober-minded about what really happened and how these things ended in the same way that in a romantic relationship right it's it's always easy to romanticize oh you know when I was with my ex we had all of these great times but there were also very bad times. Um, and these were quite significant things that you mentioned, you know, the insensitivity. Um, I'm not too sure how much you addressed it with your old friends and how much that contributed to the breakdown of that friendship. Um, if you didn't address it, it may be worth again, going back to those old friends and saying, Hey, I do miss our dynamic, but these are some things that we need to work on because as much as you enjoyed the old dynamic of your old friendships, every friendship has phases and seasons and will have to mature and develop as time goes on. So it's really important to recognize that even with your old friendships, that dynamic was very specific to that time and context. And now moving forward, there will be changes to that friendship or that dynamic, whether you choose to pursue it or not. Um, so I think it's very, very important for you to try and deal with those issues that you had with your within your old friendships and your old relationships, whether that ends up in you guys being friends again or not. 
um is beside the point but I think it's important to at least get some closure there if you haven't already pursued it and then as you were saying in terms of your new friendships it's really important to honor the fact that these are new relationships you have to build from ground zero and as hard as that can be it can also be fruitful and fulfilling so at least now you've learned the lesson from your old friendships these are the things that I really value in friendships and these are the things that I don't want to tolerate in my friendships so seeing this as a clean slate to build that intimacy and build a solid foundation with new people and new friends is actually a great opportunity because it means that you have the chance to kind of set the principles or set the set the foundation of that friendship moving forward and as much as there's comfort in you know the old season there's also so much possibility fruitfulness and joy in a new season so I think really embracing this is my opportunity to really craft my friendships um, the way that I would like to, to really co-collaborate with new people in my life. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity. It's really daunting as well. And I think it's about being realistic about the levels of intimacy that you can get to within a finite amount of time, but then also seeing the beauty and the newness, right? These are the memories and the experiences and um, the times that you're going to reminisce on with those friends in a couple of years. Yeah. And trust me, Years go by real quickly. Very quickly. I feel like as we're getting <laughs> older, I'm just like, rah, time is running, running like a bear, boy. Absolutely. So all of this, ah, oh, things are fresh. I'm telling you, you'll get one, two years in. Ah, oh, these people are too close to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. too familiar. You're all up in my space. Um. So yeah, I think take the pressure off. Really think about how you want to pursue these new friendships and see this as a really great opportunity to start afresh because I ain't going to lie to you, the older you get, the less opportunities you get to start afresh in this particular way. Absolutely. Um, to make the most of it sis yeah man um, and take yeah, your time you do find friends though 100%. like having those close friends is just it's unmatched so yeah just invest in those and see where it gets you hashtag so platonic girl we so are platonic. we are sending lots of love we are praying for you we hope that those new friendships um will blossom into something quite beautiful amen intimate to that. super platonic amen to that and also praying for you and your old friendships too mm. um irrespective of whether you find closure or not i find, i hope that and pray that both parties will find some kind of closure and will be able to move on um in a meaningful and joyous manner yeah love that so sending lots of love but sisters if that resonated with you if you have any experience of you know going through any friendship breakups or you know you're in the season of trying to find new friends and you're like i've got some tips mm -hmm. and tricks and things that have worked for me please 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 drop it like it's hot in the comments below or on youtube you can also do that on spotify which is super exciting we love to see it <laughs> we want to see the comments and this might actually be a great reminder to a please five stars thank you <laughs> rate us five stars we yes, will not please. like fight you or anything we just want to compel you um to rate us five stars and also share with a sister the yes. sisterhood is growing so we want this to be the biggest global sisterhood movement that the world has ever, ever. seen so ever we, we can't do that recruit the troops man recruit the troops speaking of troops mm -hmm. warfare mm -hmm. fighting all that jazz segueing into the conversation mm. of today keeping up with the joneses comparison jealousy envy all the words that we use now i wanted to talk about this because obviously we talked about it within the context of our friendship last week yeah but it's also one of the defining chapters slash a really big theme that we talk about In within our, our book. book right and I think when we often talk about friendships and comparison and all yeah. that kind of stuff, we can often talk about it as being the object of comparison or the object of jealousy, right? Like 
girls be envious of me, the girls be comparing me to them, all that jazz. Kind of like when we were talking about monitoring spirits and all that kind of jazz um, in the TMS hot takes. But what happens when more broadly Mm. we are dealing with comparison we are Mm. dealing with envy and jealousy especially because envy and jealousy seem like very harsh and ugly words yeah to use nobody wants to be like oh you know i'm the envious friend like i'm jealous comparison is light (laughs) in comparison yeah Yeah. but when you say oh i'm I'm jealous jealous. it's like whoa there's an evil spirit on the inside of you um so i actually wanted to open with why do you think that a lot of people struggle with coming to terms with the fact that they are either envious or jealous like what is difficult about owning up to the fact that you may be jealous of like either a friend or like people that you see online doing really well Mm -hmm. why is that tough i think i love that you started with that because i think it's easy to identify something and others and very hard to recognize it in yourself um i think one like you said, it's quite ugly words. They have such negative connotations to them. Um, you kind of feel like if you say you're envious or you're jealous, one, you're admitting, oh, you're dealing with a really ugly feeling. Yeah. Or that you are a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I think because we conflate the two of like, oh, she's jealous, she's envious. It's like what you were saying about female friendships. There's so much jealousy, there's so much envy. So we we associate it with like really negative people you should stay away from. Um, danger, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there is danger here. And so to admit that you're feeling that within yourselves feel like, feels like you're saying you're a bad person yep. or you're just altogether rotten to the core when that's not necessarily the case Mm. um i think the reason why people also hesitate to recognize that this is envy or this is jealousy is when we are experiencing it within ourselves we recognize just how complex those feelings are Right, right? right it's not simply a i want what you have it arises so many different emotions feelings insecurities Mm -hmm. that can be very hard to even verbalize and recognize and I think the reason why we're so quick to throw out oh this person is envious and they're jealous and let me just cut them off Mm -hmm. um is because we don't identify or empathize with how complex that feeling is that it doesn't just arise overnight and it isn't just coming from one place right it's so many it's so murky Mm. and so when we when we feel it ourselves we're now confronted with the complexity of that feeling so jealousy is not just jealousy is just not green it's a rainbow do you get what I mean like it's a it's actually a rainbow Mm -hmm. of different colors and emotions there's your insecurity there's what you feel like you lack there's um what you feel like that tells you about yourself Mm -hmm. there's also a sometimes a deep sadness and a grieving and a disappointment but then there's also a mix of sometimes positive feelings like I'm actually really excited for my friend Mm. but it's kind of shrouded by this sadness that I don't have it and it's not that I want what they have Mm -hmm. it's that I just want something for me Mm -hmm. right and so all of these things layer on top of each other to make a very colorful picture. And because we recognize those things, sometimes it's like there's depression, there's anxiety, yeah. there's panic, there's there's all of these things. So because we recognize that this is actually a myriad of emotions, mm. it's hard to now pinpoint that as envy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we know the complexity of what we're dealing with. So we may struggle to say like, 
no, we may find ourselves saying, no, I'm not envious of you. I actually don't know what I'm feeling right now, but you know you're feeling something, right? So I think that's why we hesitate sometimes to say or recognize that I'm feeling envy, I'm feeling jealousy, because we realize it's actually, when you zoom in, it's a plethora of different Mm. emotions, right? And because of the negative connotations, that's the last one we're we're gonna grab. Um, Because that also sometimes doesn't fully encapsulate what's going on in our hearts. So I do think when it comes to identifying it within yourself you also do have to accept that one because this is complex Mm. if somebody is feeling this emotion towards me I actually have to give them some kind of empathy towards the fact that they're feeling something complex as well yeah um so yeah I think it goes both work both ways but one of the things that sometimes isn't afforded to women is when we're called jealous people don't see behind that Mm -hmm. and see that actually there is a lot going on on behind that feeling right which means that you can't just approach it with the oh that's just a bad person Mm -hmm. no that's actually just a human Mm -hmm. like I I think covetousness or comparison or jealousy or envy or just wanting what your your friend has or your neighbor has or what people have is actually a very um kind of natural proclivity human beings have right we tend to sway to that direction because of survival Mm -hmm. right if you have something I should have it too and if you have it does that is that a threat to me having Mm -hmm. it like it's it's kind of human instinct so I think it's one of those um emotions we have to keep a close eye on because no matter how good of a person you are you are still inclined sometimes to becoming jealous if you do not do the work to sway yourself in the opposite direction when you do inevitably compare yourself because comparison and competition is inevitable yeah it's absolutely inevitable the world we live in in the way it's set up comparison is fueled by everything right it's likes on instagram and those metrics it's league tables at university like when we were at uni they used to put the league um not the league tables the um like the scorings on exams oh, yeah. they would put how it up, everybody was doing how oh everybody performed in the order in which they performed right so already you can see like life sets you up for competition mm. and so if you aren't careful and you just allow yourself to kind of go with the flow of life you will find yourself comparing yourself to people and then that natural inclination for jealousy will arise yeah however you kind of have to train yourself intentionally mm. to sway the other way because it's not that comparison won't happen it's now what do you let that fuel mm-hmm. and that's what we get into in that chapter in our book which yep. is actually comparison is not the issue it's what you allow it to drive you to mm-hmm. that is the problem i love that yeah jeez hook line sinker love it, <laughs> love it. no I, I love everything that you said i think two points that resonated for me the complexity of jealousy yeah. right the fact Real that complex emotion oh man there's a whole bunch of things going on right like in life in general and jealousy can arise as just one of the emotions mm-hmm. that you're feeling when especially when you're in close proximity to someone that yeah. you find yourself comparing yourself to it can be really tough because at the same time you're jealous but you're also really happy for them but at the same time you're jealous or you know there's certain things that are going on and whilst you have the capacity to you know experience that joy you're still thinking ah goodness me but what about me me? exactly and I also love what you were saying about how jealousy can often shine a light on the things that are going on with ourselves right so what are some of the deep set insecurities that we have and I think some of those insecurities they're both internal and externally motivated right so we have the internal um 
kind of insecurities that we cultivate ourselves, but then also the external insecurities that are cultivated by society, yeah. by culture, um, by this satellite community that we have mm-hmm. now grown into as a result of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's particularly pertinent for women because competition is often seen as like, I think especially for like minoritized groups or groups that have um, experienced some kind of marginalization from society, there is this sense of scarcity. And I think for women, there's competition because there's a feeling that not everybody can succeed at that particular level, right? And I think that insecurity of not being able to succeed, that insecurity that is being cultivated and fueled by the external stuff of like society, but Mm. then also internally, how do I fit into Mm. that um, can be really, really tough. So thinking about insecurities, thinking about our interactions as women with our internal insecurities and then also the insecurities that are pushed onto us by society, right? How do we manage that gap between jealousy and then what jealousy fuels right Mm. because it's one thing to be jealous because of all of these things and all of these forces that are in this melting pot of envy jealousy comparison all that kind of stuff right it's one thing to recognize the internal feeling but then it's another thing for it to um, be made manifest in a fruit Mm. so for some people they're jealous and then they now start to ostracize themselves from their friends or for some people they're jealous and they start to self-sabotage and for some people it's actually sabotaging their friends absolutely how do we ensure or how do we like start that work of training ourselves so that our jealousy doesn't manifest in actual threats to the people around us i think you have to first recognize what is going on Mm -hmm. right like okay let me acknowledge that I actually I'm comparing myself to this this person first of all and it is fueling in me jealousy yeah like it yeah, is yeah, fueling yeah. in me a bit of a a, se- a sense of I'm uneasy yeah. with this situation yeah. and that may not necessarily mean I don't want this person to have what they have so I now need to identify what does it mean mm. what has been triggered in me is it that I do want what they have. Is it that this has reminded me that I don't have what I want? Is it that this has told me I need to go harder? Is this that this is telling me that I am not doing enough? Like Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. this, what has this triggered and spiraled in my heart um, to start thinking about myself and about my life? Once you come to terms with those truths, I think they actually give you a really natural indication to what it is you should do. Now, Mm -hmm. this doesn't mean that the jealousy will go away because now you've identified what's at the root of it. Mm. It's just like, okay, cool. If this is telling me, I feel like they're ahead of me. Why do I feel like I'm behind, right? Is it because I feel like I lack something? Is it because I feel like I've made some wrong decisions? Is it simply because I have a, not simply, but is it because I have a scarcity mentality and now Mm. I feel like because this person has won this or done this, I am not going to get it. And I think deal with that mindset issue, deal with that source if it is that like you have a scarcity mentality because of mm. your childhood and mm-hmm. your upbringing and maybe competition was something that you um experienced between your siblings or in school or your parents you feel like your parents pitted you against other people yeah. or maybe you grew up like in poverty and now you're thinking like the the world lacks abundance for people 
maybe that's a sign that you need to go to therapy because there are some, this is, this is not an issue with this person yeah. and their win. Anyone's win is going to f- trigger yeah. you. Right. Um, especially if it's in line with what it is you desire for yourself. So maybe this is something you want to verbalize to people. Um, but I think once you acknowledge what has this triggered in me, mm. you'll then know, okay, now I know what I, what it is I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. It could also be that this has reminded you that actually I'm not going hard enough because I'm not doing right. what it is I said I do. And I think that's a part of the jealousy envy scale Mm. that um we don't sometimes acknowledge which is that comparison can sometimes actually be a positive fuel right which is competition yeah you need to get on your zoom absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and i think some of us are like oh my gosh no don't compare yourself to anybody but like i said sometimes it's not about some you can't control comparison sometimes it's inevitable i think it's now allowing that to push you towards okay actually i'm inspired and Mm. i think in our book that i don't think i know i read it in the the book (laughs) there is a scale and Mm. like um this thing that lets you know there are actually two directions and two options two paths that you can take sorry when you start to feel comparison yep. and one can actually move you towards a positive direction and yep. the other can leave you towards a negative direction yep. and the positive direction is once you feel comparison it actually can inspire you and that inspiration can allow you to kind of look at your own plan, look at your own strategy and your own vision and think, mm. wow, how can I implement what my friend has mm-hmm. done in this case um, to now allow myself to progress further? Because I do think, and I've said this before, when you are around people who are amazing, they're yep. gonna do amazing things. And so if you continually allow yourself to be triggered and think, no, like why are they doing amazing things above me? Do you want worse friends? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, not not even in that way, but like, why are you shocked that the people you've been supporting, the people you've been praying for, the people you've been rooting for, are winning? Have you not been all moving in this direction, regardless? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what I mean. It's it's funny. I was having um when I was on that TBN recording about female friendships. Mm. That was one of the things one of the guests said, Sarah Longe. She was like, "You've prayed with this person, and now they've got what you guys were praying for." And it kind of triggered in my mind that sometimes our prayers are conditional, right? Mm. Which is God bless my friend only if you bless me first yeah 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 and that's not how prayer works (laughs) that's not how praying with in agreement with somebody works that's not how rooting for your friends work yeah it's i'm praying that or i'm hoping that you get what it is you i feel like you deserve and what i want for you even if i don't get it at the same time Mm, because the issue isn't that i don't think i'll get it is that i want it to happen either before you or at the same time Mm -hmm, as you mm -hmm. and if yours happens before me and a long period of time goes i'm going to be stuck in a state of unworthiness yeah that's really deep and complex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you get what i mean so i think you have to allow yourself to be inspired by your friends but not desire to have exactly what they have at the same time but i think if you are surrounded by really great people you can choose to be inspired by what it is they do and that allows you to refocus on your own path Mm -hmm. that allows you to think about okay so what what am I going to do now? Not to get one up on them, but actually there's something they've done that's worked or there's something that, um, there's a, there's a new fire within me to keep going on my journey. Cause it's also that sometimes your friends aren't necessarily pursuing the same path as you, but they've gotten something great and you just want that feeling of celebration as well. Um, but I think most times the feelings of jealousy come up when we feel like somebody's getting a bit too close to our lane. Mm. 
And so allow yourself to realize, no, no one can actually step on your toes. No one can actually be on the exact same path that you are on because the story that God is writing with you is different, Yeah. right? No matter how similar you think it is, no matter how much you feel like, oh, this is exactly what I should have been Mm -hmm. doing. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You cannot be anybody else and you need to remind yourself that you're not living in anybody's shadow. And I think that's the fear a lot of us have that we will be overcast by our friend's success yeah absolutely not if you are on your own path nobody can overshadow you nobody can um rob from you what god has for you as long as you're doing the work for yourself and Mm -hmm. on your own journey Mm -hmm. and so acknowledge that times and seasons differ per person um and i think that's another mindset shift times and seasons you and your friends are not going to be going through the same season at the same time Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. it may feel like oh but we've been grinding with each other Mm -hmm. okay but your season of success may come earlier than mine or your season of fruit may come earlier than mine but it doesn't mean my seeds in the ground aren't sprouting yeah it's just clear to us now that they are different seeds yeah and that's okay yeah that is actually all right embrace that i love that yeah the acknowledgement of the different seeds is so so important and i think just taking that pause between the emotion and the action because i think sometimes we can be so quick to realize the emotion right it's like oh i feel jealous i'm gonna act and it's like no 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 taking the time to process that this is how i'm feeling as you were saying earlier is so so important because once you've identified labeled and named the thing then the thing loses its power over you and then you can dictate how do i want this to be meted out um i think was just so good so important man and yeah it's tough it's really really tough when you are in close proximity to somebody somebody that you've been rooting for and i love what you were saying about acknowledging there are some of us that will be praying for supporting our friends but it's conditional on whether our prayers are answered right um or this idea of being in close proximity with someone growing with them seeing them being a part of their journey there's almost a little bit of shame that can be attached when it feels like they're progressing ahead of you, right? We're coming from the same place. And I think that's why a lot of people on the like the other side are always like, oh, you know, crabs in a bucket mentality. You know, people are just really mad that I'm doing better than them and all that kind of jazz. But there is a shame that's attached on the other side of we're coming from the same place. Surely I should be getting a little bit further ahead. Or if we're running this race, if we're running this race together then surely we should be finishing together or surely we should be finishing strong and it's that acknowledgement that we're actually in different races we may be running together but we're not in the same lane and that's okay if you know you're getting a little bit further ahead or maybe you're taking a different path I think it's that togetherness Mm. and very much allowing yourself to continue to run but at the same time still fertilizing each other's soil Mm. so so important um, lest you think that there isn't enough space for both of you to really yeah. to really grow. Yeah. Um, when you think of like a flower bed, for example, yeah. right? There's two roses or different flowers in a flower bed, right? The capacity for somebody's lily to grow and all that kind of jazz is not dependent or contingent on a rose elsewhere to grow as well. So it's understanding that there's so many nutrients and there's so many available opportunities or things that you need to be able to grow together as opposed to thinking that you're constantly fighting for space, constantly fighting um, for all of the other nutrients that you need to be successful. Um, So it's a tough one. It's an actual tough one. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about really briefly is comparison 
jealousy, envy, specifically for women. Mm-hmm. So when we think about like comparison, competition and men, some of the popular narratives around kind of male communities can be, you know, competition is good for men. Um, it's a natural facet of testosterone. It's an opportunity for them to turn into the man that they're going yeah. to become and all that jazz. But there's almost a backlash that women get when they are painted as or perceived as the jealous one, the envious one, um, the one that's comparing. And yet it's almost inevitable because society tends to pit women against yes, each other. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what are some of the differences between the way that we see comparison and competition for men versus comparison and competition for women? Yeah, I think one, there's a lot of scarcity for women. Mm-hmm. Like we're, com- we're competing for men, we're competing for job, we're com- jobs we're competing for leadership roles we're competing to be the most like that woman that everyone looks at as oh right. that's the woman that I you need to be. follow mm-hmm. you know that's the epitome of femininity or whatever um and not everyone can be that not everyone can be the prize example right there can only be one champion when actually there's so much beauty in our diversity hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And one of the issues with you know the objectification of women throughout history is there's this agenda of the universal standard for women that should be aspired towards Mm -hmm. and so when you divert from that when you don't want that when you are doing something else it's kind of like oh you're not that's not womanly or that's not admirable yeah um and so I think for us, it's just kind of divesting mm-hmm, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, as women, we don't all want the same thing and that's okay. As women, we're not all going to be the same and that's okay. We're not going to talk the same. We're not going to act the same, dress the same, look the same. It's just embracing our uniqueness and realizing that each of us is still beautiful, powerful in our own right, no mm-hmm. matter the path that we are walking in, right? Um, and don't allow people to hit you against other women as you know this person does this or this person acts like this okay that's them I'm me and really be radical in your pursuit of that like what do I like who do I want to be not what do what are people telling me I should be like Mm -hmm. no what who do I actually want to be embracing your uniqueness and really pursuing it is and really pursuing it sorry is really important I think in your womanhood journey I think with men though competition is kind of painted as 
competition is something they're taught from a young age right mm-hmm. when you think about like athleticism and sports and stuff like that like competition seems to be a natural part of masculinity and the male experience yeah. Do you get what i mean yeah. like playing sports competitive sports that that it kind of is a like we were saying before a positive fuel it's a driver mm. to be a better person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think something like that already has its own drawbacks like when we look at toxic masculinity and stuff like that like this constant comparison is also not healthy however i do think it's one a hormonal thing sometimes with testosterone however I do think when you are taught that, okay, be competitive and you can, um, especially through sports, sorry, I think you are taught through that, that competition is a mechanism for just your own betterment. Mm -hmm. But women aren't necessarily taught that. Competition is about survival, right? Competition is about being the object of that one man's affection. Whereas with men, I tend to see, and with sports in general, to be quite stereotypical Mm. competition is just about you getting better as a sportsman your competition is not necessarily against that person and their entire existence Mm -hmm. it's against their sportsmanship Mm -hmm. it's against their skill right and so you now go and shoot in the gym you now go and do the things you need to do to become a better sportsman to really fulfill your potential and I think there's that harrowing on yet there's a potential in you that you really need to sharpen whereas women aren't taught to fulfill their own potential it's just try and be this ideal woman try Mm -hmm. and be that person Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so it's very external versus internally motivating so I think external motivations is what is killing our people Mm -hmm. when it with fellow women when it comes to becoming better right you're fueled by I want to be like this person it's even like with social media consumption and just marketing in general you see an image and you're taught be this person yeah. versus when you're a, when when you're taught competition from the athletic sense you're taught oh become better from the inside mm. out right become better reach your full potential mm. go and do the work to do that and so that you can perform and get acknowledged for your skill right versus other people's judgment of you be, win be a yeah. champion yeah. and i think that that's why competition is quite healthy for men because Mm. the view is this is actually helping me to reach my fullest potential my unique almost genetic potential um and then kind of compound that with my own efforts whereas with women it's i'm still seeking validation Mm. even in the betterment of myself Mm -hmm. i need to do it to seek validation validation from other from other women and validation from men and the the validation from society that i am a good mother a good wife it's all external Mm -hmm. from us and so when we do try to reclaim like we were saying like i was saying our own uniqueness and make our validation internal we are seen as such radical feminists and actors of resistance when actually we just want to be ourselves and we mm-hmm. want to be okay with loving ourselves and that being enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely adore that, man. Couldn't agree more. I think especially with the messaging point, right? Like what are the messages that we're telling men and women when it comes to comparison? For men, it's okay, we're comparing you so that you can get better. For women, it's you're not good enough yeah. and you need to match up to a particular mark. Yeah, exactly. And I think... um off of your point earlier when you were mentioning this idea of unworthiness it's almost as though society pits women together 
to create this sense of unworthiness, this sense of in order to be desirable, there are certain hoops that you have to go through in order to be validated externally. And that's such an important point, right? Like where does our motivation come from? Where is the validation coming from? I think there's a real internal sense of achievement when competition is seen as a positive driver, right? Where you win the game and yes, there's the external validation, but there's a lot of just joy and happiness at being able to achieve the thing whereas I think with a lot of women it's the external validation so I can actually just be accepted Mm -hmm. and function in Mm -hmm. society Mm -hmm. and one of the points that I actually wanted to bring up was what are some of the things that women often compete for and you you put it so beautifully right we're competing for romantic relationships we are competing for um, this being seen by society as caregivers we're competing for a lot of things that are often marketed as being in scarce yeah scarce scarce, resources right and it's also not a coincidence that we're competing for things that require external validation that require society to look upon us and say ah you're a good woman as opposed to us being able to cultivate or gain these things by ourselves to be able to define what kind of woman that we want to be even when I think about masculinity gaining money is often an endeavor that you can do internally or at least by yourself but gaining the favor of men for romantic relationships requires you to you know do a lot of things in order to change yourself so that you can be seen by men as desirable and attractive and I think it's a shame that we are often competing for things that are contingent on other people or contingent on society, which means that it's a lose-lose situation. Absolutely. So even the feelings of like jealousy and comparison can often intensify as a result of that yeah. because we are competing for things that are outside of our control. Yeah. Competing for things that, listen, I can't control how, to, you know, how this guy sees, sees me. me. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? And then even worse is when jealousy and envy turns into us coveting things, Mm -hmm. like actual things that we can't have. Mm. So thinking about like the taboo stuff Mm. of coveting somebody else's partner, right? Or like coveting somebody else's life. How do we as women overcome the very real possibility of jealousy, envy and comparison turning into us coveting or even making a beeline for things that are not our own you have to catch it early (laughs) you have to catch it early like i think the more you let this feeling fester Mm -hmm. the more you are the more likely you are to cross lines yeah exactly when you do not um regulate yourself internally and have adopt a self-awareness and do the you know sit down with yourself in your bedroom sometimes and just journal out your feelings i think it's sometimes we feel like it's so taboo we don't want to verbalize it or we don't want to write it down and Mm. um, externalize it from us so we can really look at what we're dealing with however if you don't do that it will simply fester it doesn't remove it from inside of you just because you haven't acknowledged it doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah and if you don't acknowledge it and deal with it early it will continue to grow right suddenly you build up resentment for your friend and now that resentment for your friend has become a disregard for their boundaries a different a disregard for their safety and you're you honoring your relationship with them and that makes you less worried about crossing the boundaries right if I don't like you anymore taking your partner doesn't matter Mm. do you know what I mean like and and it's not that I don't like you but deep deep down I have lost my honoring of you I've lost my respect of you I've lost my love for you that may have stopped me from doing these things in the first place um 
So I think the simple thing is catch it early. Like really try your best to just confront, oh, I just had a thought, I don't like that. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Like as soon as your friend does something and it makes you feel a little twinge in your heart, mm, let's acknowledge what that is. And let's move on from there. Because the more this seed gets to grow, the more it's going to take a hold of me. Um, And I think it's interesting what you were saying about the, the comparison and like, competition element Mm -hmm. because I think for women because it is surrounding external validation even when we win it's never enough we're constantly being told to be like someone else be like something else Um, and a lot of it is you know linked to consumerism once you feel like you've you've reached the pinnacle of who you should be then the standard actually changes and now you have to go and buy a whole bunch of stuff read a whole bunch of stuff to help you become someone new and you're constantly reinventing yourself every five years it's actually okay to just be you Mm. Um, however I think that that also sometimes makes us feel like we have to do everything possible even if it's on the more negative side Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are happy because the the promise we're kind of given is once you reach this pinnacle you'll be happy yeah and then when we get there and we're not happy we think there's actually more that i need to Mm -hmm. do right and so if we then see someone who is happy and even if it's just perceived happiness, we think, okay, so I need exactly what they have, right? That it's no longer about having my version of happiness. Yeah. It's about having exactly what they have so I can be truly happy. Um, so I think when you allow the feeling to grow and fester within you and you don't really deal with what's going on beneath that surface, yeah. you're more inclined to cross some lines. And sometimes it's not even doing the, the you know, the obvious taboo things. Oh, I stole her boyfriend. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you said something about her that you would never have said if you weren't dealing with this emotion, right? Or you find yourself kind of disrespecting your friend. Well, they're not all that good anyway. Mm. Do you get, mm-hmm. Like all these feelings of, yeah. ooh, somebody who I love, somebody who I've committed myself to be friends with, sisters with, how can I say this? Yeah. Or even say it in my own heart, like yeah. just a thought about them, you know? It's dangerous. And so when you catch yourself doing that, just realize that I'm not even being the person who I really want to be. Do you get what I mean? I'm not even being supportive. I'm not being a sister. I'm being quite vicious right now. And I think these things are all natural. Like they they can happen, but just because it's natural doesn't make it okay. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Just because like, yes, these, and I think that's one of the main things people talk about when they're talking about jealousy. It's like, oh, jealousy is actually a natural human feeling. Absolutely absolutely however Mm-mm. jealousy can drive you to do some very bad things very bad and so things. if you allow this very normal feeling to just lay dormant because oh it's normal you're gonna end up doing something very bad yeah and that's how people end up in prison in i'm genuinely <laughs> being honest <laughs> i think we forget that like Envy, comparison, all of that yeah. can lead you on a very bad spiral towards murder. Hey. It can. There you have it, folks. It really can. If you don't want to end up on an episode of Criminal Minds literally, or BBC or Panorama. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> next thing you're on the evening news. And so, I know a lot of us think like, oh no, it can never get that way. But I think we forget how all-consuming these emotions yeah, for can sure, be. For sure. Like, anger, rage, jealousy your own insecurity your own fear can completely consume you and before you know it you're acting like you're acting in a way you don't even recognize you're saying things you don't even recognize you're you're looking at your friend in a way that is so I don't know if you've ever like if you've ever really truly been like jealous or Mm. envious of someone Mm. and you've let it grow over time yeah 
simply seeing that person can make you roll your eyes so far into the back of your head Listen. they can get stuck like you get so like your body starts to manifest that this person gets on my absolute nerves who did they think they are all these thoughts and it's like wow this is someone i used to love and Listen. they haven't done anything they have all they've done is shine and you think that that kind of emotion won't lead to you doing an absolute madness. Yeah, I'm telling you that is a gateway for the enemy. In exactly. Fact, the enemy has really penetrated exactly. And it just reminds me of like Cain and Abel. And that's why I say like as much as it's natural, like it's one of the earliest issues we see dealt with like in the Bible. Yeah. It's not something you should allow to lay dormant. Like when, when Cain and Abel go to offer their sacrifices to God and God acknowledges one and he doesn't acknowledge the other, Cain's fury is not at the fact that his offering wasn't the best that he could give mm. and recognizing for himself like actually maybe i didn't do good enough in this area mm -hmm. but it was actually towards his brother's acceptance yeah. it was towards the fact that his brother was it why is it not me mm -hmm. and what god tells him is sin is crouching at the door of your heart yeah. and its desire is to have you like its desire is to consume you and i think we we deal with jealousy sometimes too lightly yeah and this is why it's important to have conversations like this because it makes us confront an, an emotion that needs to be confronted but we yeah. deal with it too lightly thinking that our jealousy is doing something to the object of our jealousy when actually its desire is to have you right its desire is to have your future right like you allowing this to fester and grow is only going to destroy your life yes abel died but cain's life was destroyed and his like whole bloodline. his whole bloodline do you know i mean all of them were consumed by the same issue they became actual tyrants to society to the point where god was like i need to kill all of humanity <laughs> because these men are wilding do you get what i mean and so whilst you. you may feel like this jealousy will hurt this person, it's going to hurt you it much worse. You worse. It will oh, do you man. much, much worse. And if you if you don't deal with it, your yeah, your whole life will be consumed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Your whole life, your generation will sorry, be consumed. We don't want to what do you call it, fear monger or anything like that and say that your bloodline is gonna be cursed or anything like that. However Absolutely not. It's down to you. However, exactly. It's down to you and understanding that emotions are often a gateway to things that are either much worse or much better. Yeah. Right. When we think about something like jealousy, I love that you touched on the fact that jealousy can be something that is all consuming and oftentimes we don't pick it up before it consumes us right it's almost like you light a fire you light a match and then immediately it's set ablaze and then everything that another person does the person that's supposed to be your friend the person that's supposed to be your sister is contributing fuel all of a mm. sudden the way that you're perceiving them shining i love the fact that you said shine like our friends are born to shine yeah. and as sisters it's something that we talk about in the book as sisters our responsibility is to ensure that they can shine the brightest. What can I do to support this person? You then can't turn around and allow that shine to fuel the fans and, and fan the flames of your jealousy. Because soon enough, you're going to become the obstacle, the ditch, the roadblock. There's been, there is, I am sure, a litany of friendship graves that started with the fire of jealousy. Yeah, a litany of friendships that have died because of undealt with jealousy or undealt with envy. Mm. And I love the fact that you were talking about the fact that it starts in the heart. Like too many of us are catching jealousy too late. Mm. We are catching it. Oh, you, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or I probably shouldn't have done that. And oh, I just it, let it get the best of me. It should have stopped at the a beginning. It really ago. is a gateway. 
Like we really need to, when it comes to checking your heart and actually doing the work, that consistent work of renewing your mind and actually sitting with yourself, what is my heart saying today? But what is my heart saying in um, reference to my friend? Yeah. What is my saying, my friend, what is my heart saying um, about my friend, yeah. concerning my friend? And I think so many of us, because we don't think of our friends like that, we only think of our friends when they have pricked us or they've annoyed us or they've gingered us at its extremes that we're not constantly doing a work of renewing our minds concerning Absolutely. our friendships, Absolutely. right? Like, what is my heart towards this person? Yeah. Have I prayed for this person? Have I asked them, you know, how they're doing? I think yeah. it's even that, right? Actually being a friend is often one of the best ways you can prevent yourself from turning into yeah. their enemy, Absolutely. right? Like oftentimes jealousy, comparison and envy creeps in when you have distance. Mm. It's very difficult to be envious of someone when you're very close to mm. them. And I think sometimes jealousy can shine a light on the fact that we're lacking in intimacy mm, because I love what you were talking about in terms of perceived happiness, right? There's so many um, people that we have in our lives that we look at them and we think they're happy, right? But the reality of journeying with someone is you really understand what they're going through mm in the midst of their happiness. Happiness and sadness or happiness and suffering are often hand in hand. We see the two at the same time, Absolutely. right? And there are so many people that are, you know, going through, for example, the engagements, but are going through turmoil yeah. and they need their sisters. Yeah. There are so many people that have been promoted to excellent jobs, but are now dealing with the reality of their schedule changing. It's tough, they yeah. need a sister. There are so many you. people that are dealing with the beauty of having a kid, but are waking up at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. They're trying to, They're tired. And I feel like too many of us are allowing ourselves to be distant from our friend. And I think that's one of the biggest snares of the enemy, mm. right? Is to isolate us. Mm. So I think if you are dealing with envy, jealousy, comparison, especially with someone that's your friend, mm. I think it's indicative of the fact that you lack intimacy, mm. that you lack covering, so, that yeah. you lack closeness. Because it is, I believe it is genuinely impossible for you to be envious of someone when you see them truly for what they're going through or mm. who they are. And I think that's actually an opportunity for you to touch base with that person. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Are you okay? Like as much as you are killing it right now, what's going on right now? Where can I actually support? Where can I even pray for you, right? Because your prayers shouldn't just be about God, bless them, bless them, but it should also be about covering yeah, them. It should also them. be about supporting them. It should also be about standing in the gap because with every elevation, with every um, opportunity that God brings your friends, there is a snare that's yeah. also waiting for them. Yeah. So it's better that you are the prayer against the snare than becoming the snare because there's too many people so that have good. become the snare because they weren't covering, they so weren't good. watching, yeah. right? When we um, look at how many times, even in the Bible, that the enemy has used the people that are in closest proximity to us mm. to ruin us. Mm. I think the classic um, example is Judas, right? Mm. And I think what was very interesting about like even the Last Supper and all that kind of stuff was the fact that all of the disciples were like, is it I, Lord? Yeah, is it yeah, I, yeah. Lord? That means the people that are closest to us have the greatest capacity to be used as devils in That's our so lives. Good. They have the greatest capacities to do us under. And if you're not constantly checking your heart, if you're not constantly in close proximity with the people that you're meant to be covering, you are going to be the one that trips them up the hardest. Absolutely. The you're hardest. So right. um, so right. Jealousy, man. Mm -hmm. before we kind of talk about all the positive stuff and the the, the excited how do we be friends and all that kind of jazz i know we've spoken about comparison within the context of our friendship but i actually wanted us to speak about comparison in other friendships or other dynamics or just across the span of our lives have you ever experienced 
comparison, whether it is you comparing yourself or other people comparing yourself to other people around you. And have there been any moments where you feel like, oh, I've actually fallen short of the mark here in being a friend or are there any areas or were there any times where you were like, oh man, I wish I hadn't let that get the best of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so many. Like, I I think if you listen to my episode uh, with my sister, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it a lot. Like, we grew up kind of feeling this com- constant comparison to one another that led to a lot of um, resentment and distance in our relationship because it just felt like neither of us was ever good enough. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was probably the greatest struggle within our relationship that really hindered our sisterhood for years mm. um and so a part of me was kind of you know even through that episode reflective of how many years that robbed of us of just being really close friends like yeah. we just grew up as sisters but not not necessarily as friends and so I wish I hadn't have given those years over to that emotion and that feeling um which was like I said, extremely complex, mm. extremely complex. Um, I think also growing up, like being a very high achiever, yeah. a lot of it can be fueled by constant comparison. Like the real indicator that you are doing well is how well you're doing compared to the, the next person, right? Yeah. That is the benchmark. Are yeah. you the best? It's not necessarily about getting hundred percent. It's about getting the highest grade in your class comparison yeah. to other people. So I think growing up as a high achiever um (laughs) it was just a lot of it was how am I doing in comparison to other people and Mm -hmm. I think the education system sometimes does it to us like they give more attention and more care to the people who are performing best and so when you feel like you also want that acknowledgement and that praise from people just as an innate human desire um your eye is constantly on wow if I don't constantly achieve better than people I'm going to be relegated to the side right and so um that has also been just throughout my educational journey something in the back of my head has always been outperform people don't just perform well you have to outperform people um which I mean it worked out well (laughs) to some degree but it also meant that I was training my myself I was training my mind training my heart training my performance Mm -hmm. to be about comparison to other people Mm -hmm. and so now being in a very unconventional career path Mm -hmm. of you know being self-employed running a company and stuff like that um sometimes your only reference point comes through comparison it's not just about comparing yourself to you know success and the blueprints ahead of you but also just your peers right like Mm. the real measure of success becomes how well is how well are my friends doing and how well am I doing in comparison to that versus oh you know what because you don't know what your path looks like Mm. so I think for me in that uncertainty in the face of that uncertainty and sometimes in the midst of those insecurities Securities, I have found myself just comparing myself, just blazingly comparing myself to other people who are on similar similar journeys as me or even completely different ones but are around the same age as me yeah and so that's why I'm constantly talking about like oh the spirit of my age mates yeah. and blah, blah blah because that's one of the ways we kind of train ourselves in comparison you know what are people around me doing by this age by this time at this stage and am I there and it's kind of like you can't always use other people as a benchmark for your success and hold on to that as the only metric for how well you're doing Mm. I'm and I'm not gonna say like oh completely stop comparing yourself to people because like I said sometimes that can be 
fuel for a healthy kind of competition which yeah. leads to success however the more you allow that to be your main metric the more you train yourself in something which is quite unhealthy but also quite hard to unlearn like despite knowing all of this stuff I still find myself kind of falling into very similar um similar trains of thought mm. around like comparing myself and trying to figure out oh my gosh am I actually being successful and all of that stuff so yeah, yeah that's me how about you yeah I think very similarly if not exactly the same um definitely comparison with my sisters but interestingly we would be compared around like certain metrics like oh you know Renee's the oldest and all that kind of stuff but for me comparing the way that my parents dealt with them versus mm. how they dealt with me yeah and actually wishing that I was dealt with more like a child yeah like I wishing that I could also be you know the youngest and all that yeah. kind of jazz I think also similarly educationally right been trained pretty much all my life to not just compare compete and outperform everyone everyone like you have to be at the top absolutely and then i think even stepping back more further society and you know coming from migrant family you have to work harder than everybody else absolutely. so not even just like your age mates not even just folks that are like within similar cultures to you but you have to be better than everyone because your livelihood is actually dependent, dependent on it right and that whole sense of scarcity as well right like you have to, you actually have to mm. be at the top. There is no other place mm. or position that you can play. So even in terms of like good sportsmanship, I'm happy that we brought up the, um, obviously we we're talking about men um, competing and athleticism and all that kind of stuff. But the danger of extreme comparison and extreme competition is that you will never enable yourself to be second best. Yeah, and you will never not. allow yourself to be in any position that is not the top spot, never good enough. which is really unhealthy absolutely. because sometimes it's necessary for you to be third, fourth, fifth. But when you're constantly in environments, and I feel like that really was my experience, you're constantly in environments where you have to be at the top. It becomes unsustainable and it becomes extremely problematic when you you don't know how to play a game where you come second place you don't know how to play a game where you're third or fourth or fifth mm, you deep. only know a game where you, you have to first. be on top exactly so that means everyone is a threat mm. everybody is a danger and the scarcity mentality that the top can only be occupied by one, one person, person tragedy mm, actual mm, tragedy mm. um so for me it was unlearning that right that yeah. the top spot isn't just one for number one it can be 10 for number one but equally mm. it's actually okay for me to be in second place or third place yeah. it's actually okay for you know in different seasons of my life to actually be on the bench yeah. or sidelines yeah, and even absolutely. that right constantly feeling like I have to play like I always have to be on the pitch That's not every football player has to be on the pitch every at time. every do you know what I mean um so growing up in environments educationally but also culturally where so I deep. always have to be on the pitch yeah. and you really see it as an indication of like your own value and self-worth right like the idea of being in the reserves or like okay I'm not on the like I think of a f when when you were talking I was mm. thinking of a football team and um I remember having a conversation whilst watching a football match with my dad and he was just like oh this person needs to be on the pitch and this mm -hmm, person needs to mm -hmm. be on the pitch and I'm like well if those are their best players why are they not on the pitch and it's like because not everyone can play at the same time um sometimes there's only 11 players on the pitch and so sometimes even the best players need mm -hmm. to sit in the reserves yeah. they're going to be sitting watching the game play and whilst they could be thinking I'm better than this player I should be playing coach put me in manager put me in it's not your time to play mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and I think that's why 
and sorry, and the reason why that can be so harsh is then you see it as why am I being benched? Like I'm better than people and and all of this. And it's like, it's not a reflection of your gameplay. It's not a a reflection of your um, self-worth, but to some degree, sisterhood is a team sport, right? Like you're, 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 you're betting on the team winning. Mm. Like you you kind of have to think quite selflessly. And so sometimes you allow, you have to allow and be, not even allow, like you're the gatekeeper, but you have yeah. to be okay with the fact that this is my teammate's time to shine. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sit on the bench. Do you get what I mean? And it's not a reflection of me not being good enough, me not being needed in this game yeah. or me not succeeding. I'm gonna get paid regardless. Listen, Do you get what I mean? And but you they get need paid to, the same amount too. And they, but they need to go out there and score their goals too. So let me just sit down. Mm. And also understanding that sometimes it's preparing you or yeah, preparing absolutely. your time to shine, absolutely. right? Like even with the football analogy, that's it's really giving athleticism. Love it for us. Guys, mm-hmm. get us on those football podcasts. We'll be able to speak, yeah? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what team do you support? Uh, I'm not really like an avid supporter of anyone, you? but it between, it's between Liverpool and Man United. Fairs, fairs, fairs. Yeah. I would say Man United yeah. when I watch my like one game every two years. Are you not an Arsenal um, fan? Absolutely not. My brother is a oh okay. Arsenal your brother fan. is an Arsenal fan, and then my father is a Tottenham fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah love yeah. you, Dad. But <laughs> <laughs> with the like team sport, right? It's about strategy when yeah. you're playing team sports. I I think it's definitely shifting out of that mindset that in this life the game that I'm playing is just for me. Mm. As you were saying, sisterhood is a team sport. So we all need to win. And in order for us to win, we need to be strategic about who's on the pitch and where. Yeah. And sometimes. Them being on the pitch first means that you can shine on the pitch later, yeah. right? Because they've actually set you up for success. Yeah. And this is not to say that every single success that your sister has is just a setup for you. Because well, yeah. that's definitely given yeah, yeah, yeah. narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's understanding that there is a certain level of grace, favor, and mm. blessings that can be unlocked yeah. when you are in the midst of somebody that is yeah, shining yeah, right yeah. now. It's for almost sure. like a whatever blessing I carry, you guys can have too. Do you know what I mean? And also like a win for your sisters, a win for the team, man. Like I think even on a more political level, like seeing a woman win at something, seeing a black woman win at something for us, like seeing a woman who came from a similar background to us win, seeing a woman who's come from a single parent household win, like all of that is like, that's a win for Mm -hmm. me. Like it's an example that this is possible. And I think when you do see sisterhood as a team sport, um, with the women you're in intimate community with, you realize that a win for them is also a win for us. And that is actually a really big deal. Necessary. Yeah. Necessary. A win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. For us. (laughs) Love that. Well, we are coming to the um, conclusion. Yes. The uh, end mm-hmm. of the episode. And very quick, like 60 seconds, Courtney, give us an exposition. Give us a ginger us a little bit. How do we overcome jealousy? And how do we root for our sisters in a healthy manner? It takes time. Give yourself time. But start coaching yourself in, one, being supportive. Yeah. Two, recognizing where you're at and just being obsessed with your own progress not at the expense of anyone else not in comparison to anyone else but just you focusing on doing you embrace your time and your season like you're not going to be winning all the time they're not going to be winning all the time sometimes you're going to be in the trenches together sometimes there's going to be a difference in season but that's okay it's not reflective of your intrinsic self-worth so also have an intrinsic foundation for who, who you think you are and what you believe yourself to be deserving of um, but then also lastly, like 
be supportive yeah. cheer people on and genuinely the it may feel fake at first and that's actually completely fine but train yourself in doing it train yourself in celebrating mm. people train yourself in showing up train yourself in giving the congratulations giving the flowers being hella supportive mm. um yeah it's training i love that yeah um I think what I would say is refuse to be used by the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like actually refuse to be used by the devil and recognize his voice when he is yeah, using you. Yeah. Um, that's very, very important. I would also say similarly to you, where you can celebrate, celebrate people because yeah, you don't hard. know how much your celebration they need um, is necessary. And then lastly, if you can collaborate, yeah, like actually find an opportunity to collaborate. It doesn't always have to be competition. Mm-hmm. It can actually be collaboration. Yes. And I think one of the best ways that you can overcome jealousy or even comparison is how can I support this person and how can they support me mm-hmm. so we can do this and win together? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's what I would say. That's good. But sisters, in this rife life full of all sorts <laughs> of nonsense that we have to overcome, Man. we are praying that you overcome jealousy, envy and comparison. And we also pray that we're comparison is you know enroaching your heart right now where you are feeling as though you are missing the mark we pray that you overcome those insecurities that this will be a week where you will actually identify opportunities where you can continue to work on yourself be a better person we also pray that you have opportunities to celebrate a sister in fact as you are listening to this go and celebrate somebody go and tell them well done on some of the things that they're doing go and encourage a sister and I promise you, you will see the favor and blessings that come as a result Absolutely. of that. Go and encourage your sister. Um, and for encouraging other people, you can encourage yourself. So we really pray that you also be able to regulate your emotions and that you'll be able to identify them and catch them bef- before um, they turn into something dangerous. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, have an amazing week, man. Have an amazing week. Follow be us. Sure. Yeah. All that jazz. Yeah. At To My Sisterhood, at CD Boateng, at Renee Kapuku. You know where to find us. Mailing list. If you don't want to be a jealous babe, then you should <laughs> sign up to, to the that, mailing right? list. To my sisters.com. You know the jazz already. But other than that, sisters, we are wishing you so much we love for are. this week. And as always, keep, keep glowing, glowing and growing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.